Hi, and welcome to The Light Leaders, a podcast for light workers and conscious entrepreneurs who are passionate about raising the consciousness of our planet and take action to make it happen. I'm your host, Alexis Lember, and I believe that we are currently in the middle of a global awakening of humanity, that right now is the time for heart-centered conscious people to step into our power so we can replace the old paradigm and bring the conscious new earth into manifestation. So here, I'll interview a variety of people who lead this movement of creating this new earth, whether they do it through a meditation course, a conscious podcast, or an ethical cryptocurrency. I call them light leaders. If you resonate with our mission, please help us spread the message by sharing this podcast. We're having more and more content getting censored, so we need your help. Make sure to stay in touch also by registering to our newsletter on thelightleaders.org. If you hear little nuggets you love and you'd like to share, screenshot this episode and share on your Instagram stories, make sure to tag us at the Light Leaders Podcast and we will repost. There's a device I love and use almost every day. It's called the Healy. It sends specific frequencies to the body. It's been developed by quantum physicists from Germany and it is the next evolution of health and well-being. It has amazing results. On top of it, it's an entrepreneurial opportunity. This is how I monetize my lifestyle, my brand, and this podcast. So if you're interested in getting this amazing device for yourself, or also in the entrepreneurial opportunity, I would love to help you. You can go to www.thelightleaders.org slash Healy, H-E-A-L-Y. Hi, and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today, I'm with Luna Veronica Mystic. Luna is an astrologer and business coach for spiritual women who want to manifest a mystical life through metaphysical teachings, ritual, and channeled reflections. <laughs> Luna's methods of soul purpose empowerment blend astrology and working with ritual and witchcraft. Luna supports women to embrace their magic and offerings to the world to manifest abundance and radical raw truth. Luna blends her inherent gifts and her years of studying esoteric mysticism into clear portals for her clients to awaken to their own magic. She's known for a reflective transformational one-on-one business coaching, her baby witch academy, and her podcast, Words Are Spells. Luna currently lives in Bali with her beloved Chance, <laughs> running her six-figure business, channeling daily spiritual messages, traveling and performing all over the world. Luna, thank you for being here. Thank you. That's so nice. I wish you could introduce me all the time. Your, your <laughs> accent is so amazing. Thank you. <laughs> well, your uh, Chance, your beloved, is French too. So yes. I know you like... But he's... Um, from Quebec, <laughs> so it's not a strong. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. It's not French, but French speaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Luna, what are you grateful for today? Wow, um, I think I'm. I'm just grateful to, yeah, have have a voice for for women uh, who are interested in being mystical and just the fact that I can do this is so amazing um, and the fact that people care <laughs> about this and this mission and 
yeah, just listening to having um, amazing content and uh, everybody awakening and finding mm. their own truth along the way. Uh, that's what I'm grateful for. Well, thank you. And I'm excited to have you. Um, we'll dive into astrology, into witchcraft. I'm very <laughs> curious about that and what it is. And also into how you blend that into abundance and helping others and a business, and like a spiritual business also. So, yeah, exciting. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> can, I, can I ask you, um, like, first, what is witchcraft? Yes. Um, this, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> so there's so many different types of witchcraft, um, but what I practice or what I like to do is I believe that we have a co-creation, a relationship with the universe. And when we become really in clear with our intentions and we have um, a mission that we want to seek and we can communicate to the universe and we can say, hey, like, can you help me with this? Can you help me achieve this? Um, so I do believe that magic is a thing. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there are certain steps you can take into place to create magic. Mm -hmm. um, and magic looks different for everybody. But there is so many different types of, like I said, ways to do this. But basically witchcraft is, it's actually a religion. Um, there's lots of different branches of that, but it basically witchcraft is someone who believes that everything happens for a reason and that mm -hmm. they have this co-relationship with the universe. And yeah, I could talk about it forever. <laughs> okay. So I, I believe things happen for a reason mm -hmm. and that I co-create with the universe, mm -hmm. but I guess that doesn't make me a witch. It, it kind of does <laughs> um, in a way. I think like the, mis the missing piece is that there is an element that you actively are trying to create something. Mm. You're actually manipulating energy. Like witchcraft is manipulating energy. Um, and so some people are like, whoa, like witchcraft, evil, whoa, manipulation, that's scary. Uh, but I truly believe that women are just naturally witches by nature mm -hmm. and the reclamation of their mystical nature will allow women to rise up and not mm -hmm. be oppressed in their connection to the universe and in the way that they can make things happen, the synchronicities. Um, yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> it, it does. And um, I still struggle to find what it, how it differentiates from, sure. let's say, someone spiritual who feels guided by the universe but wouldn't say they're uh, doing witchcraft. Sure, sure. Well, witchcraft involves spells. Mm -hmm. um, so casting spells and like Wicca is a derivative of witchcraft. So witchcraft is essentially like a it's eclectic. So it's like an extension of what you want to do. I don't, Wicca is, yeah, it is very religious by nature. So you honor like a God or a goddess mm -hmm. and um, you have like a religious practice mm -hmm. of gathering in ceremony and doing spells and rituals mm -hmm. and all of these things. Um, and witchcraft on its own kind of just takes certain parts of Wicca and certain parts of what magic okay. is. Um, so it's like a specific set of tools you can use. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a methodology. It's a way of yeah. life. It's actually, it's a lifestyle to me like being a witch is not it is something that you know I teach and something you can yeah. learn but it's also like it's a lifestyle mm. it's the same thing what I think about like intuition like I believe mm. that in living intuitively is a lifestyle um, and you know witchcraft to me can be anything it can be um, you know casting spells it can be 
looking to the moon for, you know, how you're feeling and the emotional pull. Um, it can be tarot. You can do divination. So you can actually predict the future. Um, you can do past life readings. Like it's kind of just the realm of mysticism. Um, and so, yeah, I found myself being interested in kind of all of these things and I didn't really know that there was a word for it. And the word was being a witch. <laughs> um, and so I think that there, there's just like a, a funny connotation to it but to me like the art of witchcraft is more about spells and ritual and ceremony and like mm. manifestation work and or clearing work um and then like being a witch is something that's kind of different because mm. there's so many different branches of witches like being a green witch a light witch a dark witch um it's endless fortune teller witch um people are witches and they don't even know it <laughs> what, what kind of witch are you Um, I consider myself a cosmic witch, so that's an astrologer, aka someone who looks mm. to the sky. Um, I also consider myself a divination witch, so I also am able to fortune tell um, and predict the future. Mm. And I'm also an eclectic witch, so I just do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm interested into going a bit into your story also, mm -hmm. um, like how how you got into it because um, you know it's not that common. That, sure. I don't know. Did you have parents that trained you to be? Definitely a not. Witch? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but my my mom, like you know, she thinks it's sweet and she thinks it's very cute, like what I'm doing. And then as like I started a child playing a game, mm -hmm, that's how it started. She's like, "Oh, that's nice, honey." But like, what about like, what are you gonna do with your life? You know, like mm. that's a hobby and this and that. But like. And then once I started being like, hey, yeah, I'm actually But already quite young. You were attracted to. Uh, well, when I when I was really being a witch. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think all little girls kind mm -hmm. of believe in magic mm -hmm. and fairies and stuff like that. And it's kind of the same realm. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. witchcraft. But for me, like my gateway to mysticism or being a witch was through astrology. Mm. Um, and I remember reading what it meant to be a Pisces when I was like 12 years old in a magazine clipping in Starbucks. And I was like, oh my God. And I felt like completely broken open to, like I felt seen for the first time. Mm. And I didn't really know like what that meant. And I was trying to, I didn't know the depths of what it meant to be an astrologer at all. I thought it was just someone who wrote like newspaper clippings. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't really know. And I, for me, trying to explain my mystical experiences to people was the first step of that repression. Really, I literally remember being 12 years old and being like, oh, I just found out what it means to be a Pisces, this and that. And people are like, no, that doesn't really make sense. That, that doesn't, that's not based off science. And so like, we don't really know how it works. So it's not a valid experience. And so that was kind of my beginning <laughs> to understanding that like women um, in particular are just kind of not told they're not allowed to have their mystical experiences mm. essentially, or they're shunned down. And so it's actually like this active, like rebellion to be mystical. I truly mm. believe that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so from there, mm -hmm. how did it grow into something very present? In yeah. Become and, and then also into business. Yeah. Um, the business part is kind of funny because I always knew that I wanted to work for myself, uh, but I had no idea what it was really going to look like and what that meant. And I thought I was just going to be, I used to make macrame jewelry with crystals and stuff. And I used to thought that that's what I was going to do. I was just going to travel around the world. And I don't know. So it's funny because our gifts and what actually, what we're good at 
and our, uh, you know, for me, it was like, I had this very empathic, intuitive nature. I felt really connected to like everything. I thought that just everybody possessed that. And I thought that that was just a part of me. I didn't know it was actually something I could offer the world and something that I could make more money than I ever imagined doing. And, um, yeah, the astrology journey definitely catapulted me, but then I kept getting shot on by people. So I kind of was like studying it in the background. I remember like reading about it in the, in my high school bathrooms. I just like felt so alone and astrology really was that friend for me. Um, and then, um, I don't know. I, I really just think it's just my generation of, um, this mystical nature all around us, like with Instagram and really just hearing about people's experiences. I was like, Oh, like I'm not alone in this. And I started to do my research. And then I was just started reading books. I just started mm -hmm. reading books about witchcraft. I started experimenting with spells. I started to get more intimate with the moon. And then I randomly found myself walking into a tarot, a metaphysical shop and I bought a tarot deck and I had no idea why I was in there or like, I was just all of a sudden I was just buying a tarot deck and I started studying the tarot and I started reading books. And, and then I found myself having insane experiences that I just, nobody can explain. I can't even explain how I was able to predict things and able to understand things or things that people were going to tell me that I already knew they were going to tell me. And I had established this relationship with the cards that was so natural mm. and just, I was like, well, if that was so easy and that is so like, what else is there? Um, and so I think actually the first steps to being a witch or learning witchcraft is just reading. It's just reading lots of books and just seeing what you're interested in because there is so many different ways you can go about it that, um, yeah, it's just it kind of just what's interesting to you. And for me, I really liked the idea of fortune telling and psychic abilities and um, using intuition as the path to witchcraft as well. Mm. So, yeah. It's interesting because <laughs> you, you talk about, um, for you, it feels very innate, like you have mm. it. And for example, for someone like me, um, if I'm on plant medicine or do certain mm. activities, of course, then it expands my consciousness. But in my everyday life, I I, I don't feel I'm that. Um, it's not like every day I'd have like. You could say I don't listen to the sign probably, sure. but it's it's not that obvious in a way. Sure. And and I trust uh, and I feel guided, but not in a way that's like, wow. Yes. Like, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Do you feel with all quite different on that? Do you feel there's especially a difference between men and women or, or often feel that women are more intuitively psychic? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we think about, you know, just um, gender in, in a very conventional way, then the sun is ruled, is the masculine, right? And the sun is is a purpose, you know, is shining bright, is doing, going, and, and has this everlasting life form that just is existing <laughs> and the moon represents the feminine and the moon is supposed to symbolically um unveil mysteries and mm. life's hidden messages and intuition and mm. the unseen and so you know we have the balance of the light and the dark and i think that you know for those that don't feel uh, intuitive or they don't know about the messages it's intuition and living magically and all that stuff is it's really just the art of listening in the more that we 
distract ourselves and the more that there's just we're intaking information and the more we're not listening mm. and the universe is always speaking to us and the universe for sure <laughs> speaks to you loud and clearly it's just about how do we listen to that and sometimes we can become out of touch with it it's really mm. normal to become out of touch with it there's days where i feel extremely intuitive mm. and everything's amazing and there's days where there's not and i remember um I, I met this guy, I was eating at Sage in, in Ubud and there was this guy that I was telling him, yeah, I teach like, I have an intuition course and it's really popular. And he's like, oh my God, like you, you're, you're really intuitive. Like I love living intuitively. And I was like, yeah, like, like tell me, like what's your experiences? Like tell me about what, what you're talking about. And then he's like, okay, well this one day, like I decided that I was going to listen to my intuition and I had the most magical day ever. And he basically told me that he like woke up and didn't have a plan. And he just like wanted to go for a walk. And then he went on this walk and he just like ran into an old friend and, and then it was just great. And he had a good time. And then he just like went to the restaurant that he wanted to go to and he had a great meal. And it was just like a very, like a series of mundane events. Yeah. Like for me, like it just didn't yeah. seem very magical, but to him, it was the the best day ever and That's he kept his experience <laughs> and he kept saying like all these all these magical things were happening like day after day it was just this flow of of how it was unraveling and i think that like that's what intuition is mm. it's just like a yes it's just a listening yeah. it's just a knowing i don't know does that make sense it does like for me there's a part that's listening and there's a part where uh this is i think an active co-creation in it mm -hmm. where it's like well, I don't need to have a book that arrives with a sentence of what I need to do. I can also create that magic, you know, and, totally. and interpret the signs and, and be okay with with the fact that it doesn't have to be like this interpretation and that's part of the co-creation. Totally. Yeah. And that's the magic of magic <laughs> is yeah. that you realize that everything does happen for mm. a reason. And even the ugly, messy, horrible parts, mm. it's there's a message in everything. Um, and so that's what living in this way has, mm. has taught me and it's helped my clients and it's just never ending because life is magical. Mm. And when we put intention into anything, it can be a ritual. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you use tools like uh, psychedelics, plant medicine? Um, I have, yes. And I am hypersensitive. So mm. I just like blast off and I go into other dimensions which it can be really intense for me so I don't necessarily do it in like a party setting or like a festival or something because I'm just like <laughs> not really on earth but I, I don't experience like crazy things in the reality like I have a friend who literally sees spirits like mm. as soon as she closes her eyes or sometimes even with their when they're open mm. and there's a part of me that's like oh I want that <laughs> and then I'm like but I actually don't want that uh, it's nice to be grounded. So yeah, I do have very magical experiences mm. with psychedelics, but they're overwhelming. Mm. And I feel like sometimes I don't have like, I feel like the portals just like open mm. and I don't necessarily have like some kind of protection. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It's I mean, that's why I ask you too, because I know people who can be very sensitive already in their daily life. Sometimes they feel like these, these tools are a bit overwhelming or I mean, it's also overwhelming when you, <laughs> for everyone, I think, that you can be, feel less needed. Mm -hmm. It's interesting what you say about, you know, people 
closing their eyes and the seeing spirit, like living in Ubud, there's definitely a, sometimes a part of me that's like, oh, why don't I see the angels on top <laughs> around that person? And <laughs> yeah. Why don't I listen? Why don't I hear the Arcturian speaking right now? <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. And I think that is the misconception with magic too, mm. is like, what do we know about magic and is Harry Potter, right? Or something. It's just like, and you, you, you wave your wand and all this mm. stuff happens. And it, it is nice to just work with your type of magic and whatever mm. makes you feel magical. Mm. Um, and that is, can be endless. That can be anything. Yeah, I like that. Mm. <laughs> um, I also want to talk about astrology. Mm -hmm. uh, Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> so what sign am I? Um, I, I had a feeling you were going to guess this actually. Um, do you know that I'm known to guess people's signs? Is that, I think I read it. Yeah. So it's funny cause I felt like you were going to ask me and then I was like, it's too much pressure and ugh, I don't want to guess. I actually have so <laughs> many episodes where I have guessed people's signs, but they don't ask me. I don't know. I, ugh. no, I think, <laughs> <Try>. I, <laughs> um, well, I need to know more about you. Okay. And I feel like a part of me wants to think that you're an air sign mm -hmm. because of the techie and that it's your kind of, it's your sole purpose. But then I'm like, oh, but you're so chill <laughs> as well. And air signs are usually more, they're, they're more eccentric. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm thinking like you have an air sun with like a, a Capricorn rising or something, okay. or like something more earthy is arising or the opposite. I'm, I'm earthy. Oh, you're earthy. Okay. So <laughs> um, then, um, I'd probably go with Taurus. Yeah. yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I will Good, take it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I have a workshop called mm -hmm. how to guess, uh, people's astrological signs. Oh yeah. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. And it was such a uh, difficult thing for me to sell mm -hmm. because I was just like, went on the camera and I was like, that, I don't really just sign up. It's going to be great. Cause mm -hmm. I didn't really know how to explain what was going to happen in the okay. container. Um, but it was really, it's really incredible to be okay. able to guess people's signs mm -hmm. has actually been a huge part of my magical journey because people are, they're always so surprised and they're like, wow, what does that mean? Tell me more. And it actually like allows this gateway to express the things you want to tell people mm. without just being like, Oh, you're a Gemini. Let me help you. Mm. Um, rather than you just guess it. And then they're like, what, what can you tell me more about that actually? Mm. Um, so it's been super incredible and I have endless <laughs> stories about that. Okay. Please <laughs> share one. Oh my God. Um, okay. Well, fuck, there's so many. Okay. The best one. Okay. Ooh, there's so many good ones. <laughs> okay. Probably the best one. Uh, was that I used to work in the homeless shelters around Victoria, BC. So this is like a really intense environment. Um, this is like, yeah, uh, I worked at a safe injection site. So people, I was giving them kits for meth and crack and heroin. It was just like, that was what was around me. And meanwhile, I'm, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'll be right back. And I'm just scurrying in the back and I'm trying to find um, their birthday and these files. And just so I could like see like what, where the soul is, like what mm -hmm. stage of evolution the soul's on. Because when homeless people are in a space and I know their birthday, it is like, Wow, it is incredible to see the archetypes 
really in their full shadow. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can always see people's light. Like I can always see the potential. I can always see their magic. I can always see their gifts, but it was such an incredible, I guess, like psychological experiment. (laughs) And it helped me a lot with my understanding with astrology. But this one woman came in and she was like really big, tall, blonde girl. And she was kind of young. Like she seemed close to my age and she's looking around and she seemed out of place. Like she just didn't seem like, I don't know, she's supposed to be there, but had some anxiety. And I just, I don't know. I just felt connected to her. It was like this boom, like something there. And she's like looking around. She's like, Hey, like I need to talk to somebody because like I need to have a room. And, um, nobody really reacted. Like they were like, Oh yeah, like we'll get you to fill out the form and whatever. And then I was like, Oh, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll fill out her form or I'll help her. I'll get her, um, initiated into the, the space. And then, um, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come and take care of you. And she's like, okay. And then I said, oh, okay. Like come, come this way. And she walked in front of me. I was guiding her to this small room where we do the intake form. And I heard something that like came outside of me and said, this girl has the same birthday as you. And I was like, no, Luna, you're just, you're so into astrology. You're just projecting. Like, you don't know anything about this girl. Never even spoke to her. Like, anyways, so I just kind of disregard it. Never do that to your intuition. (laughs) Don't do that. And then, so we went in and we sat down and I have my pen and stuff. And this is right. Just a random homeless woman. And so I'm like, okay, what's your name? Writing it down. I'm like, what's your birthday? And she goes, March 12th, 1995. And I dropped the pen and I look at her dead in the eyes and I said, I knew that was your birthday because that's my birthday. And she looked back at me and she said, I knew you knew that. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, <laughs> what is going on? And then she was like, t- t- like, help me, like, tell me, like, what do I need to know? Like, what do I need to do? And I was like, okay, like, this is the mission of the soul. This is what you're going <laughs> to struggle with. Like, this is what you're going through. And she was like crying and it was this whole big thing. And, um, she just left and she was like, thank you so much. Like, I feel so much better. And so there's just been situations like that Mm. where it's just been like really unexplainable. Like, I don't know what that is, but there was moments like that where I was getting that confirmation that I was like, wow, I'm really helping this woman. Mm. You know, I'm really helping her by just by what I love and what I study and what comes so naturally to me is like, that is what's healing. Mm. And so that's what I think is so important about people offering their gifts to the world is it's not about like looking to what someone else is doing or what you're supposed to be doing or what you've been told you should be doing. It's about like, what are you actually just good at? Like, what Mm. do you just talk about all the time? What just like comes out of you? And that's when I realized slowly that that's what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. So, yeah. (laughs) How did astrology help you personally when you started diving? Oh my God. Well, astrology is the map of your soul. So no big deal. It's the map of your soul. And so what that means is when you learn how to read the language of Mm. the soul, you literally have direction, you have Mm. purpose, you have the clearest roadmap that you could ever desire. You can see everything in the chart. Akashic records. (laughs) I mean, Akashic records is very esoteric to me. Um, It's really like, you don't really know if it's true or not. And you could see someone and they could say something else and you could see someone else and they could say something. Many people say that about astrology. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. I agree that there's 
I mean, astrology is so intense because there's so many different branches mm. of astrology. And the thing with astrology is you have to know what kind of reading you want because you can do Akashic records with astrology or you could do soul purpose readings. I do business readings. So I'll do like a, I'll pull a birth chart for someone's business, right? I, I do soulmate readings so I can see like who their ideal partner is. I, I've guessed countless people's dream love and their partners and mm. when they're going to be together and this and that. It's like, you can see the relationship of your mother, of your father, and that's different than the Akashic records. Because for me, it's amazing. When I wake up in the morning and I see that someone's booked a birth chart reading with me, no idea who this person is. And then all of a sudden I am looking at a stranger. All I have is their name and their birthday. And they go, hi. I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. And I start telling them about their soul. And I tell them things that they're, they're just crying and they, it's, it's a lot to process. To have a stranger tell you this stuff is pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. And I think the difference with Akashic Records is that it can also be, unless you're super tapped in, like you have your South Node in the first house or something, but unless, unless you're like really connected to past lives and, you know, the soul searching in that way, then I think Akashic records will super resonate. But for someone like me, like I don't really have that many memories of like a past life or, um, so to me, astrology is like, they tell me mm. like a, my, my teacher, he literally has told me about my personality traits and about my partner mm. and about my mom and my dad and my greatest wounds in life. I'm like, how did he know about me getting bullied in, ch you know, in childhood? So it's very tangible mm. in that way. And if you have a good astrologer, then they can really okay. narrow in what you want to know. So I'm kind of a stranger. <laughs> the first time we met, my date of birth is 17th of May, 1990. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're very cute, but I need to pull up a whole chart. It's like a whole big thing. And I think this is what people don't know is that there's like, there's not like something. If I no, God, no. Oh my God. If I had to yeah, good on you. <laughs> do astrology, like even 50 years ago, you have to like map out the chart. So you have to use math and you have to like point of where, you know, Mars was in the sky when you were born and what sign it was in. And it's like, if I had to do that and there was no computers, I literally wouldn't do that. <laughs> I just like, wouldn't, I, it's too much. So the, the, you basically punch in the chart time and then the chart will come up and then I just read the chart. So it looks like a circle. There's like pieces of pie. And then there's like, X's and glyphs and it's another language. It's fully another language, but, um, yeah. Super interesting. Uh, I, I had one done for my birth and <laughs> I need to find it somewhere. I'd love to read your chart for you. You know, <laughs> if you, if you ever want a reading, you know, you can reach out yeah, and cool. especially if you have like a question or you want like mm. guidance on the next path or, um, just finding out answers, like, okay. you know, I, I do actually, I'm right at the moment. I'm a little bit not sure. Like, perfect. Disoriented, so. <laughs> so helpful. Like astrology is literally what, you know, back to your question is what taught me like what I should be doing for a living. Mm. Um, you know, Pisces rules, spiritual service. So you have to dig deeper, right? If you learn about Pisces, you see, oh, Pisces is dreamy and spiritual and kind of spacey and confused. That's what you hear about a Pisces soul. But if you really do proper research from like credible sources, mm -hmm. you learn that Pisces rules spiritual service. 
Like, okay, what does that mean? Okay, Pisces rules the sun. If the sun is your purpose or your sense of self and Pisces rules spirituality, what does that mean? You can go deeper and then you look at your moon sign. Okay, your moon, where the moon was the moment you were born in the sky is actually your heart. So it's your emotional body. It's the way you process things. It's what you need to feel safe. It's what you need to be nurtured. And it's also the relationship with your mother and your past. So then you find out about that. And then your rising sign is your, um, it's like your body. It's like your vehicle of, of what you look like. It's what you physically look like. It's your vibe. It's your flavor. It's your personality. And there's just, just that, just those mm. three things like unpacking is incredible. Mm. Do you know yeah. your three? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. Like, it's okay. You have to like really understand the language. Just after after like a year and a half living in Ubud, I, <laughs> I finally checked my uh, human design because yeah. everyone was like, "What's your human design?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know." What you don't know? I'm a projector. <laughs> oh, okay. So what I like about human design and how it differs from astrology is that. I mean, astrology is a deep esoteric language that has been mm. like a science that has been passed down for like thousands of years. Yeah. But human design is more about like how you should do things, like how you should um, take action mm. and how you should make decisions. So I think that that's really cool. Um, like, I'm not too sure what a projector means, but I know I'm a manifesting generator and I know that like I actually need to like create things and I need to take action mm. for things to manifest, which makes sense for me. It's less passive, right? Yeah. From, from what I understand, human design, I see it used a lot, especially on how you create a team for your business. For yeah, example. totally. Oh, I'm a projector. You're a manifesting generator. Totally. Totally. Um, I'd love to hear a bit about your journey going from that passion and that soul purpose calling to, uh, well, uh, a business that does really well because I think a lot of people who might listen, mm -hmm. whether they're whether it's breath work or it's uh, gene keys or it's some kind of coaching, Ooh, it just know, like makes me so excited. <laughs> they're, they're like, yeah, I have that passion, and but they haven't really managed to make a living. Yes, I mean, or even to have the massive impact they want to have. Sure, sure. I think the biggest thing. <laughs> take notes, everyone, is I really think the biggest thing into offering something into the world is embodiment. Mm. So there's so much to embodiment and you hear that all the time. And it's like, what does that really mean? Embodiment is like, you are literally walking and breathing your craft and it just spews out of you and you're, you're unique in it mm. and you're clear in your truth. Like you are clear, you have decided The first thing is like a decision that this is what you're doing and you're not really going to stop until you get there. Because in my eyes, when I started this entrepreneurial path, I didn't think that failure was an option. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, if failure is not an option, I'm just doing great. And even if the stuff that comes in between, it's just all part of the story. It's all part of it. And so I think like that is the first step is embodiment and choice. And the second step is like after that, and that takes a long time. That takes a long time to build confidence. That takes a long time to build trust. That takes a long time to actually know what you love and who you are and uncovering the things that people told you you weren't good at, or you're not supposed to do that, or you're not going to make money doing that or blah, blah, blah. So once you figure that out, <laughs> and I think the second step is investing in yourself, like 
you just have to. I, I couldn't even imagine trying to figure out the world of business without investing in myself. And I actually did it, did do that at first. Um, so yeah, I, I really think investing in yourself and then after you understand, you know, you get coaching and you have business support and you just go all in, even though it feels terrifying and you're like, oh my God, I don't know if I can spend like five, $10,000 that I don't have on this thing. And I don't know if I'm going to be yeah. successful, but I trust this person. You just do it anyways. You trust, you keep going, you, you keep being embodied in your craft, you keep working hard and you just don't stop until you mm. get there. And I think that the more magnetic you are in your truth and the more the universe wants to support you in that. Mm. Um, and you know, for me, like before I started investing in myself, I didn't know that I needed a business coach. I was, um, so I was studying tarot. I'm studying astrology. I didn't feel confident to do birth chart readings yet because I didn't take a course or anything mm -hmm. in it. I obviously invested in like a two year program afterwards and got taught by like the best of the best. And that was an intense journey, very dry, very like mathematical and historic and uh, scientific and mm. not necessarily like, yeah. But anyways, so before that I was studying tarot and I was doing all that and I was just reading for friends casually. And then I was like, I, I want to charge for this. Like, I wonder if I could like make money mm. with this. Like I always wanted to travel and make money. That was my biggest goal because I was always traveling around the world and then I had to come home and work my job and then blah, blah, blah. So I was at, uh, I was downtown Victoria, BC in Canada and there was a curiosity shop there and I knew the owner. So the curiosity shop um, had like skulls and dead things mm. and crystals and art and I noticed that she had an upstairs that was cluttered with crap. And I said like, Hey, Michelle, like, would you want me to be a reader here? Like I could be the reader of the mm. shop and then I'll help you clear out the stuff. And she was like, yeah. And it was so small. <laughs> it was the tiniest place ever, but I, I covered it in black velvet and skulls and dried roses. And I mm. was like, Oh my God, I'm doing the thing. And you know, I got chance, my partner to make this billboard, the sign outside. Um, and it said like psychic readings with Luna Veronica mystic and people would just run inside and they'd be like, where's Luna, I need to talk to her. Like I need a reading with her. And it was amazing that I started to see that when I was embodying my truth and my vibe, even all with all my darkness that people were coming to me. Mm. And then I could easily see the people who would take one look at me and then walk away. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And it didn't bother me at all, but I was definitely sitting in the shop for like hours sometimes just hoping people would come in. And I like was just, you know, posting on social media and I was like, Hey, come and get a reading. People are like, what the hell is that? Who are you? Like, how is this going to help me? Like what, you know, what's the cost? And I just had no idea about business. I had no idea about marketing. And then COVID hit and I essentially got kicked out of the shop. This owner, it wasn't the best um, for, for me where I was evolving and um, she was just freaking out and didn't know what was going to happen. And so I was like, okay, like it's now or never. I need to figure out like what I'm doing. And I kind of just realized like I needed help. I was mm. like, I'm not just going to like offer all of these things and then I'm just going to sell it and then I'm going to market it and then I'm going to make a bunch of money without getting any help. And it was like, I woke up one day and I was like, oh, successful people hire support. 
Like it was like, nobody taught me this stuff. I just kind of realized that a really successful person, like they don't even make their own food, right? They'll just like, if you think of a millionaire, a businessman or something. Or people living in Bali. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you made your food? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I started to realize that. And you know what? That that exact thing, what you just said, was actually what drove me to want to live here. I meant expats living in Bali. Yes. Balinese. It, 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 it really, that's what drove me to want to live here because I was like, oh, if I spend more time doing the things that I love and that I want to do, then I won't have to do things I don't want to do. One of the things I didn't want to do was cook. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, if I want to cook and if I want to live in a tropical country and if I want this and if I actually want to make money, what does that look like? It looks like doing something really scary and investing in myself. Um, but I have the the drive and the, I think I have an intellect for business. I think I'm really good at business and I can help people with their business. And I think just that knowingness is what's really helped. And I think people just don't really know sometimes how like to trust themselves. So I think like, It was the big journey of trust, to make a long story short. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I'm sure it was all all the ups and downs of the, Mm of the entrepreneurial journey. Did you have some imposter syndrome or you? Oh, I'm still in it. <laughs> like, who am I? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, for sure. I, for sure. Oh my God. Especially in the realm of astrology. Like some Even astrologers are insane and which reels is of kind course of, you, you gotta own it of course yeah. and you know even on s- social media these days you can see people's like witchy profiles and it's like so aesthetic and there's just herbs and crystals and candles and it's like perfect reels and all this stuff and i'm like i'm a nomad you know i don't really have much stuff mm. i mostly work with like my mind and visualization and um you know glyphs and stuff like that so i don't yeah there can be some like oh am i good enough am i this enough like but i think the more you stay in your lane Mm. and the more you stop like looking outward i just feel so much better when i'm not like sometimes i'll be like looking to people for inspiration and then i just like start to feel like shit and then i'm like why did i do that Mm. and i have to ground myself like you're amazing luna you got this and like Mm. you help people remember that testimonial you got Mm. and you cried like you love that right so i think it's the it's funny because we can get the affirmations from our clients that the work we're doing is so amazing and it's changed their lives and this and that. But then all of a sudden, like, yeah, the fear will come in or the self-sabotage will come in and it's keep realigning. And yeah, Yeah, I mean, we have some, uh, biological, biologically inherited bias that makes us look at the negative more. It's called the negativity bias. Yeah. And I also think if you look for inspiration, you're probably looking at people who are doing better than you. Yeah. <laughs> and so for, uh, of course, like, I think at least for me, there's always a tendency to start comparing that can make you feel bad. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> comparing is the worst. And that's actually really big, been a big theme for me this past few weeks. Like I've been going through this huge death and rebirth with comparison. And I even noticed myself, you know, writing my content. I have this membership coming up and I'm writing content 
um, astrological business witch stuff. And I'm like, who the hell is doing that? Right? Like nobody. Right. Mm. And I'm doing the work for it. And then I see, feel myself going towards like a book I have to just like confirm that what I'm saying is true. And you know, and I'm like, God, get this book mm. away. And I'll just like throw the book away. And then I start channeling and then I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I actually already have everything that I mm. need. Like I don't need to look outside for that confirmation. And then the more I feel like we can tap into that unique channeling is where the magic is. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. And I know it's still a work in progress for me. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always. We have to just keep revisiting it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also a part of, you know, something like the externals also me, you know, in a way. So sometimes they're like, well, I mean, if I, read it or if someone tells me it's kind of a way you know channeled in a way you know it's like it's like it's like something you attract whatever happens to you from outside is is actually something you manifest so it's like it's also a blurry totally um, thing. yeah <laughs> uh there's there's one last thing i'd like to cover you talked about it's related to the business but going more into the financial freedom mm. um what why is so you talk about the importance of um, teaching the it's women in that case financial freedom. So why is financial freedom important to you and to the people you? I'm teach? like, Ooh, this is so important for me because I believe that women should rule the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm half kidding, but no, I, I, I <laughs> yeah, I was like, is it for everyone? Is, is it mainly for women based on the, the reason you win today? The reason that I say that is because money has been in the wrong hands for so long. Like if we just look at who's in power and who's got money, who are you thinking about? Some old white guy yeah. and you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just, For some reason, the this relationship with money and power and sales and marketing has been so twisted mm -hmm. and actually robbed of us from yeah. it being like a sacred thing. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if people yeah. like me, like yeah. I run a Donald six Trump <laughs> exactly. If yeah. like more people like me are really wealthy. Like, I'm like, the world is going to be a fucking amazing place. Mm. Like, I am so generous with my money and I really believe in the future and I really believe in community and I really believe in creating events and I really believe in, like, I'm getting goosebumps just mm. talking about it. Like, I feel like money is power and when you can transmute your gifts and you know you're in your sole purpose and you offer that to the world and you're financially compensated in a way that is not like icky mm -hmm. or weird or pushy or salesy, then the world starts to heal. Yeah. Because I think like sovereign wealth, like our like right to wealth is a fundamental human right. Mm -hmm. And I think that I want mystical women to rise up and to make some changes in this world. So that's my mission. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I, I love how, I mean, it just sounds simple and true and somehow it's still a, a it's big, big mission. belief <laughs> in, uh, I feel in the conscious circles. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm friend with your uh, beloved Chance. Mm -hmm. We were on a great men's group together. Oh, Chancey. And I know he's into cryptos. Are you also into cryptos? <laughs> I, I am, but I'm just the echo okay. of him because yeah. he okay. taught me everything. I'm not okay. like techie, and, um, but I know some things. I think 
financial freedom to me is like you earn your, you earn your dollars, like you're an, an entrepreneur and you're independent, let's say you're a woman, um, and, and then you can be you know, more so, uh, sovereign. Totally. And, but then you're still like playing with the cards of the uh, governments and big corporations that, that want to control you, right? So it's like, it's like this, to me, this two step to financial freedom is you're an entrepreneur and you make your dollars basically. And then there's like, actually you make your ether or other yes. crypto. <laughs> yes. I know what you're saying. And, um, that's been chances, uh, step to freedom because mm. when we, when I wanted to move here during the pandemic and I'm looking at the astrology and I'm like, chance, we need to get out of here before November 17th. Like, please, mm. like, I don't want it. I knew there was going to be another lockdown and this and that. And, but he's like, but I already have like my work here and he mm. was renovating vans. And so he didn't really know what to do. And he just kind of trusted me because I was bringing money in. And then he, he found crypto and it mm. was like, oh my God, like this is really <laughs> how I can be free. The crypto rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> he's deep in it. Yeah. Actually, there's a group here in Bali of crypto astrology. Yeah, he told me about Gary. that. Yeah, and so so apparently there's a there's an astrology uh, for the Bitcoin. Well, I actually believe that Bitcoin is probably going to be announced as a currency in April 2022 because there is just like astrological forecasting of like when long ago when these planets were together and I, I can't think of the planets right now, they have basically announced um, the dollar bill. So we look to historical repeats mm. for when we see things. So I think that crypto is going to be announced as a currency. I don't know what that means because the rest of the planets are kind of intense right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Thank you so much, Luna. Can, can you share a little bit more about uh, where people can dive more into your rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah. So... The best way to be in contact with me is by signing up uh, my newsletter. I do the astrological forecast and talk about all witchy things and business things and empowerment things. Mm -hmm. And um, you can do that on my Instagram. My Instagram, I'm very active on there uh, at luna.veronica.mystic. And there you have the links for all the things. You can book your birth chart reading with me. You can learn about my baby witch academy or be a part of my business witch membership. So yeah, that's what I got. I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching too, business coaching, but that's for people who are ready, ready to level up. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much. And, uh, for, I mean, I've learned a lot, I feel, uh, around what it means to be a witch. I feel I'm a little bit of a witch. Too, <laughs> cool. Which is cool. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, got me curious about diving into astrology too. Oh, and, yes. And I love that you spread the, that message of empowerment, I feel, for people who have the spiritual gifts and maybe um, need some extra motivation and skills to make this their purpose and, and money and create, create a business out of it, which I think is a, is a good thing for the world. So, oh thank yeah you. thank you i forgot to say one thing i also have a podcast yeah. and it's called words are spells so if you enjoy my banter and interesting conversations with weird people then check it out <laughs> very good witch podcast title yes yeah so thank you so much Luna. thank you thank, thank you. you to everyone who listened do you have a last message for a listener um yeah i think that 
the biggest lesson in life is really about finding your truth and staying anchored in your truth. And once you are anchored in your truth, then life just becomes so much more magical and mystical because nobody can sway you from your truth. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, I think that that's super important in this day and age and um, being gentle and compassionate along the way. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lina. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who listened. <laughs> thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen to this podcast. If you stayed until the end, I assume it was insightful. So if you like this podcast, please share with friends. Remember that if you tag us in your Instagram story at the Light Leaders Podcast, we will repost. Tell us what you've learned. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now, if you want to stay posted about new podcast releases, especially as we get censored more and more on big tech platforms, make sure to join our newsletter and our Telegram. You'll find the links on thelightleaders.org and feel free to contact me directly too, whether it's for feedback or potential collaborations. Thank you again and let's co-create the conscious new earth together.